Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. Why I never do arbitrage and you should never do as well. I'm making this podcast episode. I was actually about to make a podcast episode why I love being a hermit. <laughs> this probably sounds ridiculous. But uh, what I mean by it is like, okay, I'm at my house most of the time. I don't really leave my house that much. And if I do leave my house, I'm in walking distance to grocery store, to a gym, et cetera. And I really, uh, I don't really do much um, and just work from home. That's about it. And, you know, I'm actually making this podcast episode looking down and a bunch of traffic. So I'm in the San Diego Hills and like at rush hour every single day, I see bumper to bumper, rear to rear traffic that people are probably wasting 30, 40 minutes or so to get to back to their home. And in the, in the morning, they probably waste 30 minutes or so um, commuting to work. So I'm going to write this to arbitrage, right? People do a business model on Amazon called retail arbitrage. And then they try to argue me saying that online arbitrage is even like better. Like, okay. Anyway, um, a lot of people in the arbitrage community hate me because I'm right. And I'm not a very cocky person, but I know when I'm right, right? In this aspect, I actually had a guy, and I made this on this um, on another podcast episode called, I guess, Passive Income Real. I have a couple of people in the arbitrage community that really hate me quite a bit. And there's one guy that said passive income isn't real. And I'm here to explain by why retail arbitrage is the most idiotic business to do on Amazon for many reasons and why people should stop promoting it, why people should stop like doing it because you're probably losing money on it. Now I get there's some people that are doing it and a lot of people's, you know, the reason why they do it is because you can start with a lower amount of money. I'm like, okay, great. Then do it for a very short time period. Set a time period. Okay. In three months, I'm never going to do this ever again because here's some really idiotic things that happen with arbitrage. So what arbitrage is, is the business model that you go to retail stores you buy products. Um, and a lot of the retail stores that people go to is like Home Depot, uh, Big Lots, Walmart, you know, the clearance aisles, garage sales, Goodwill, you name it. They go there. They buy some products that they can sell for more on online. And they try to go make money that way. And the funny thing is, like, people are, like, bragging about how they made $7 of profit when they spent $8 on gas. And with this is you're really, you're trading your time for money. Yes, you could go find something that sells for more, but there's just so many issues with it. It's also not being like good to the customer because you're buying it at one price that's at retail that they could have bought at, which I don't like. And in my business model, I'm actually buying it wholesale. So my argument with every single arbitrage seller who does it for the long term, I say, okay, great. How long does it take you to find $100,000 of inventory? If you're doing arbitrage, ask yourself that. How long does it take you to find $100,000 of inventory? If you ask any single person who's operating a successful business and you ask them how long does it take you to find $100,000 of any assets in your business, revenue, sales, products sold, whatever it may be, they probably don't answer to that. And with arbitrage, if you're telling me it takes years, months, whatever it may be, you're not in a business, you're in a hobby. In my business, selling name brand products on Amazon, so same thing what arbitrage does. So it's similar. That's why I have a lot of people listening to me who do arbitrage. You're still selling name brands. You're still doing X, Y, and Z. You know, you don't, you don't have to go create your own brand. But with me, I can go find $100,000 of inventory in like minutes. It's really just not, it's not a factor of time with me. It's just a factor of, you know, having the right spars, having the right products. And I just send over the wire. I literally have sent a wire over $500,000 before. 
It was interesting when I did that. And I think where a lot of also this stems from why people still do arbitrage is a confidence thing. People don't like to say operate an actual business because, you know, in my business, yeah, I guess you have a little more risk up front, but you should really go over the numbers. And if someone actually posted this in my uh, Facebook group today saying, you know, is anyone confident on, you know, buying ten to $20,000 with inventory? And some people come and said, uh, yeah, try hundreds of thousands every single month. I'm pretty confident doing that. Simple said, you know, I used to not be confident at all, but I've built up my confidence with it. So I think a lot of what arbitrage has to do is a confidence issue. So all those people who talk crap about me and who like have a lot of hatred towards me in the arbitrage community, ask yourself, do you have confidence issues? Are you afraid to go put up money up front with a lot of products and it doesn't succeed? I think some of them do. I think that's their issue. And to combat that, to help anyone in that situation, start small. You can still not like waste your time, trade your time for money in a small scale. So what I tell people who learn from me is like, okay, build your confidence because it's it's really simple, right? If you knew how to go turn a $10 bill into $15, would you need any motivation, inspiration, or a little kick in the butt to go do that? No, you just need the confidence to go do that because if you have the confidence to go turn a $10 bill into 15, you would probably go say, okay, how can I find the most amount of $10 bills as possible? I'm just using it as a reference, right? Because I'm not saying that's the profit you can make. But people with arbitrage are like, oh, I'm going to start small because if I buy a product, I'm going to just go return it, all these things. Now, there are, I will say there's definitely times and place for arbitrage. Um, it used to be okay to do it on eBay. eBay's actually lowering it a little bit. But also other idiotic issues with the business model of arbitrage is you can get suspended very easily. You know, technically under the law, if you buy a product, you have the right to go resell it during certain you know, aspects as long as you're not, you know, breaking any copyright in terms of service of people. But Amazon is their own platform and they can set their own rules. And also they can practically do whatever they want. And I see a lot of suspensions, which I work with suspension experts all the time. And I was, uh, we're actually working on coming out with like a suspension coverage thing. And uh, the people we're working with, they're like, Bo, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if anyone who buys this and it, or wants our coverage and is doing arbitrage or drop shipping, we, just, we have to charge them more. They're just way too risky of a client. So it's kind of like if you are, let's say, someone getting car insurance, right? Arbitrage, I would say, if you're looking at the aspect of your account being suspended, arbitrage would be someone who has Ds in school, who has gotten a couple crashes already, and their premium is going to be a lot higher. So your risk of like, you know, reward is not really that high. Like you can definitely get suspended a lot faster. You know, someone who's creating up their own brand or selling other people's brands through the right models, buying it wholesale, you know, it's a lot, lot less riskier. You know, we see the straight A students, someone who's, you know, gotten any crashes before. So anyway, with arbitrage, I'm going to list off a couple of issues with it right now. It's not scalable. Like, is it scalable for you to go drive around your neighborhoods? You know, and also in some aspects, you can't even um, do it if you're an international, right? So if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're um, in any country besides the U.S. and kind of Canada, it's going to be very hard for you to go do arbitrage. Now, people say the argument for that, oh, what about online arbitrage? Online arbitrage is probably even more stupid than arbitrage. And the reason why I'm saying it is because with online arbitrage, it's the same thing as retail arbitrage, but you're buying from online sites. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why that's even worse. Online sites, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, JCPenney's, all these stores are smart with technology and make sure that their pricing is competitive. 
So you're probably more likely to find products that actually make sense in retail stores because they have to discount to get stuff moving. But in online, they actually match prices all the time. So it's actually a lot harder to go find good deals with that. Um, and also with the cases that prices can change really quickly. I tell actually, you know, some people in my training and students is like one thing that you can like lower your risk on making sure products are at a good price is go compare with other websites. If a product is selling for $30 on Walmart and it's selling for let's say 40 on Amazon, that price on Amazon's probably going to go down because Amazon is a smart business. They know what they're doing and they're going to make sure to match their prices um, to make sure it's competitive elsewhere. Because if people are looking for that product on a Google and they realize they can get it for $10 cheaper on Walmart, Amazon's going to be like, uh, we want to be at that competitive price. So that's another reason. Um, it's just simply, one, it's not scalable. Two, economically doesn't work out where you're buying products at retail think about that. You're buying products at retail and trying to sell at retail. You should be buying products at wholesale and selling at retail. So scalable, economical, it doesn't work. The financial aspect doesn't work. And also the risk of being suspended is very high. Uh, The last reason I would say it's you're definitely, it's more of a hobby. There's no long-term output of it. Um, The people that I have seen in the arbitrage community that have success, they actually make less money now. And some like big names, in the arbitrage community, people that like talk hatred on me is like, okay, so if arbitrage is so great, why has your supposedly business been going down every single year? Then they make excuses like, oh, Amazon's getting hard. No, it's because you have a hobby. Hobbies go down because it's not a business. That's all I got to say. So if you're doing arbitrage, if you have anything to argue with me, let me know. So you want to become an Amazon seller. What is the best way to get started? I get this question all the time saying, Bo, you know, how does this business model work? Like what are the first steps? How do I find suppliers? How do I find products? Where are suppliers found? How do I build relationships with suppliers? How do I get ungated? How do I sell in restricted categories and brands? How do I utilize software? What are the rules for selling on Amazon? And how can I actually scale? Now, perfect for you, I've actually put together a free four-day training they can get free access to. And all you need to do is go to onlineretailmastery.com. That's all you need to do, just right there. And just go Put in your email, make sure it's a real email because I'll send it to you directly and you're going to get access to that four-day training where you're going to learn about that. So day one, I'm going to be covering about the business model and you know the ideal products to sell, how to research those products. Uh, day two, going over relationships with suppliers, finding suppliers, automating with software. Day three, going over about ungating, suspension prevention, managing your Amazon account. And also on uh, the last day, we're going over about scaling and how to really get started and go to the next steps. So if you want to get all that answered for you, my four-day training put a lot of time into it, and I understand that you're going to go through this and learn a lot of massive value in regards to selling on Amazon. So go to onlineretailmastery.com, put in your information, and start to watch. And it's not too long to go through. It's like 20 to 30 minutes a day. Um, some of the times it gets as high as like 40 minutes. But yeah, go to onlineretailmastery.com. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-R-E-T-A-I-L-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.